of the Turbo Team Podcast with Jake Brand. Don't you go anywhere near that! Ben Neeson. Like just being caught metaphorically with your pants down. And Alex Powell. Do you know I saw those cute one time? Tommy Gun. Reviewing and breaking down movies and TV shows from all genres. This is the Turbo Team Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Turbo Team Podcast. <laughs> I'm your host, Jake Brend, and we are once again brought to you by Kim Neeson's Delicious Cookies. They're amazing. We got one left. Who wants it? Mmm, yummy. Mmm, toasty. I get them all the time. I'm joined by Ben Neeson, I think is his name, and co-host Alex Powell. How are uh, you guys doing? I'm by Jeff Bezos. No. Ooh. Uh, it's pronounced uh, Nissan. You actually got it wrong. Fun fact about Ben that you might not have known. His uncle oh. is Liam Neeson. That is true. Star of The Phantom Menace. <laughs> and The Grey. Oh, dude, you're related to Qui-Gon Jinn. He kind of <laughs> looks like Qui-Gon Jinn with the ponytail. He kind of does. Thank no! you. No! Oh, wait. <laughs> Darth Maul cut you in half. F. Whoa, this is a non-spoilers podcast. Just kidding. Yes. If you come to listen to the Turbo Team podcast, expect the spoilers. It's in the description. You should read that. It is? The more you know. Yes, yeah, so... The film that we are reviewing this week, That's since so. Ben doesn't like the other way I say it, it, we watched Palm Springs with Andy Samberg, Andy Samberg J.K. Simmons, Connor O'Malley. Yeah, J.K. Uh, Simmons was freaking the amazing. From, the chick from Riverdale, and then the mom. Chick from, from Riverdale. The mom from How I Met Your Mother. Hmm. Who's from Riverdale? The uh, the girl who's getting married. She's like one of the leads in Riverdale. <laughs> It's directed by Max Barbacow, screenplay by Andy Sierra, nice. and cinematography by Keon Tran. And this, I mean, I came out, I think, just last week, right? Or, yeah, right here. July 10th it came out, so obviously it hasn't won any awards yet. Our, uh, this is our third, uh, like, new release that we're reviewing. Yeah, so... Came, the last dance. Maybe I should start watching Riverdale. Stop it. Uh... <laughs> Lost Dance, Tiger King, King Staten Island, and now Palm Springs. Yeah, and Goodfellas. <laughs> yeah, Goodfellas was... We time-traveled to watch Goodfellas new... back in 1992. <laughs> that was 99. Was it actually? I don't think so. I'll look it up. Yeah. I don't care. Ben, do you, you know. want to take us through the synopsis of Palm Springs? Oh boy, do I. On a wedding day taking place in Palm Springs, California... Niles, boyfriend of a bridesmaid, attracts the attention of Sarah, sister of the bride. He is shot by Roy, a deranged man hunting him, (laughs) (laughs) and she follows him into a glowing cave to which she is sucked in, awakening to find that the wedding day is now repeating itself. The two waste time day after day until Niles catches feelings, which Sarah is too preoccupied with her own emotions and trying to leave the loop to reciprocate. She leaves to find a way to break the loop after finding it, the two admit their feelings to for each other and test Sarah's theory for breaking the loop. It is a success. The two are now free together, and Sarah leaves instructions for Roy to do the same. End of movie. Yes, sir. Yeah, sure. That is a good but synopsis. It doesn't sound like you just read off the Wikipedia this time. Because I wrote it. I know you wrote but, it last week, but it sounded like a Wikipedia page. But that wasn't the end good. of the movie. Ben, tell us about the post credit scene. Uh, I just Wait, did. There's a post credit scene? Like mid credits, I already did bring up Roy. What was it about? So I already brought. They're up at the. Roy. They did not see they're at show. the wedding, and Roy was like, "I brought that up." Sarah leaves instructions for Roy to do the same. Yeah, but that was in the movie, and then in the mid credits, Roy goes up to uh, yeah. Niles and says, "Like, that's what wait, I- are you guys trying to bounce out of this tonight?" And then he doesn't recognize him, and then it goes to credits. That's oh, what right. I mean. Yeah. Oh, I didn't notice that. I turned Th- that. That's I what that scene up. means, Jake. Yeah, but they didn't Jake. leave instructions in yeah, the post Yeah, he did. Scene. He said, dude, your girlfriend said some pretty crazy stuff. Do you think that could work? I oh, watched, yeah, you're I right. I watched this an hour ago. Yeah, you're no. right. <laughs> wow. Okay, yeah, you're right. But yeah, the post credit scene. I'll watch it after. It was now. cool. Yeah. Better post credit scene with J.K. Simmons, Far From Home or Palm Springs? Far From Home. I didn't. I haven't seen either of them, so I couldn't tell you. Really? Oh, wait, no. Uh, Far From Home might be the best post credit scene ever. What was it? Why? Because you... I'm not going to say it. It... <laughs> okay, Ben. 
I don't even remember, like, so Spidey's slinging through the air doing Spidey things. <laughs> Dude, that's like four Marvel hard. references in a row. And he yeah, he comes back. down with uh, Rue from Euphoria. Mm-hmm. And then, like, on the big screen, that. they reveal J.K. Simmons as, like, in a, renewed, in a renewed role as... J. Jonah Hill or whatever. Or J. 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 Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill. J. Jameson. J.K. Simmons is Jonah Hill. <laughs> yeah. This is the end, too. But yeah, it's a good post credit scene. So, once again, J.K. Simmons just basically plays J.K. Simmons in this movie? In Palm Springs? Yeah. Or in I thought movie. he was in a different-ish really? role. I felt, I felt like it was... What do you mean different-ish role? I felt role? like it was just casual gene. Uh, J.K. Simmons, he's mad about something. It's, it's the man we know and love from the Farmers Insurance commercials. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought he <laughs> We've was seen good. a thing or two. I honestly didn't know a thing about this movie going into it. I knew it was kind of a Groundhog Day situation. Because I told you that. Yeah, you did. Ben, the only reason I wanted to watch it was because Ben said it was good. Now, ben said, Ben's usually a pretty picky guy, so if Ben likes it, then it has to be at least decent. Yeah. That's so I didn't know J.K. Simmons was in it. I didn't know. I literally just knew that it was... Andy Samberg does right it. Right when... I didn't know that either, but right when he was like, Roy, after the first time, I was like, it looks like J.K. Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you guys like about the the film? I thought it was really funny. I thought... Actually, okay, so... I thought Andy Samberg's performance was really good because I felt like it was more of a dramatic role than a comedian. I agree. They had lots of understated elements about him being alone and not wanting to go back to the life he had yeah. before the loop. Yeah, like he... Like, I, I really liked Andy Samberg's performance in this. And then, I don't... Who's the name? Sarah? Yeah. I just know her as the mom from How I Met Your Mother. Sarah? Wait, she's the Christine mom? Christine Melody. She played the mom in How I Met Your Mother. She's like, like 20. Like the very last season. Oh. I never saw the last season of it. Really? She, she played the mom, but... Kristen Melody. Yeah. She, uh... I think she had a good performance, too. Like, it, this, like... It was a comedy, but there was a lot of drama in it, I felt. It was... It was, it was, I don't, it was teetering on rom-com, honestly. What was the funniest part? A lot part? of romantic... I thought the funniest part was definitely when Sarah ran into Roy with the car. With the car? I yeah. thought that was hilarious. You thought that was Andy funny? Was just <laughs> yeah. On the ground. yeah. She's like, I'm touching your bike, I'm touching your bike. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't, no part really stood out to me. I just thought the whole part, the whole thing was kind of funny. I, I think maybe the Roy part where they're just like, just like making out on the rock and then he shoots him in the leg. He's like, Roy! He's like, Who's Roy? <laughs> <laughs> That was funny. It really sucked you in there. Because yeah. before, it kind of just seemed like, oh, here's this guy who just doesn't give a crap yeah. at this wedding. But and, then you Yeah, I liked, I liked the idea of him being caught in the loop already when she gets there. Because mm-hmm. it gets rid of all of the, like, here's how the, here, here's how the world works, you know. Mm-hmm. It gets rid of, like, the, it just tells you the rules. You're just already up. invested in it. Yeah, it just tells you the rules of the movie straight up, and I really, I really liked that. So, Alex won't be able to partake in this conversation but ben what are like the similarities to this and no community and remedial chaos theory uh i mean pretty pretty close i mean lots of repeating elements that you've seen how uh one situation can play out differently just by the minor's touch as someone else doing something yeah so the way i saw it the most like similar was niall's girlfriend cheating on him like at the very beginning in the bathroom yeah. And how that detail was like super important throughout the rest of the movie. Just like, yeah. all right, just go cheat on me. Dude, I hated that character, his girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, what? I hated his girlfriend. She reminded me of freaking what's her name? Oh, that really helps me. Uh, so know. from the from the league, oh, Megan. I, Megan, yeah. 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 She reminded me of Megan. Just like so annoying, Which the I high voice. Was supposed to be like annoying. We weren't supposed to like her, but I just really, really didn't like her. Yeah. She didn't have any redeeming qualities. Well, that's the whole point. She wasn't even that hot. But I, but anyways, back. <laughs> Calm down, Alex. Back to the point I was making. The so what remedial cast theory does? I'll explain it to Alex and the listeners. If you haven't seen Community, go watch it. But it is. I've seen. I've seen remedial. I, I kind of want to now. First season's not that bad, the rest completely sucked. It's a joke, I don't want to. So it's based around Jeff, the main character, rolling a dice to see who gets the pizza. There's seven people in the friend group, six sides to a dice. So he, if it's, the first person is left, it's and it's a one, they have to go get the pizza, whatever. But they do it, in every roll of the dice, they show what the different timeline would have been. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. and it's it's a really good episode. It's probably like the... Hey, 
Save it for the community podcast. Yeah, a it's probably the best episode of community. But I think that when characters are written so well, which I think I think in this movie, Niles and Sarah were written really well, but that was in Roy for the most part. Yeah. But that was really all they focused on. I thought Roy was written well for what his role was. I thought he was, too. The the scene in his backyard, his I thought backyard, it was really good. That, that was really funny. <laughs> no, okay, I think... I think one little of little scenes, Timmy uh, watering dog shit. Yeah. That, that was probably one of my favorite like scenes, but the one where he's like, can you, can you just kill me so it, I don't have to beat traffic? And he's like, yeah, okay. He <laughs> just shoots him while he's in the trash can. Yeah. Okay. I was kinda, it kind of broke my brain trying to think about this, but... So in, so in the world where, like, so if Andy Sand, so when they were, when they got arrested and Sarah runs in front of the, in the car, the truck, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Andy Sandberg has to live out the rest of that day. Yeah. While Sarah goes to the next day. Yeah. And so the, so those two, like, those aren't the original people. They're like a different dimension version of themselves. Does that make sense? No, really. He just has extended memories and she doesn't. Well, like, they both remember. So it, both it's remember, not like it's. So do they wake up at the same time? Still, no, no. So when so when Sarah ran out in front of the car, she woke up. No, they still do wake up at the same time. I know, because the day resets. When, when she ran out in front of the truck and died, she woke uh-huh. up. But she woke in a universe where Andy Samberg was also waking up. But the, in the alternate universe where she died, Andy Samberg has to live the rest of that day on. And then when he wakes up, he's in a different dimension. Even though they that's still not how that works. So they still remember the same stuff, but it's like different people. All right, it's a Rick and Morty podcast. Exactly. It's it like isn't. It, it breaks your brain trying to think of it. They don't like live on their continued lives after of that one day, and then all well, those days have their the own truck, lives. Andy Samberg's character doesn't die. Yeah, he, he lives the rest of the day. Yeah, he and doesn't. He wakes up again. He, so, yeah. I, so what I think it would be would be more like once Sarah dies. Then she still wakes this up the next time. It. This isn't worth it. She still wakes up the next day at the same time, but just like the black period of nothing. But then that'd have to be the same. For equals up. Too. So like her black period of nothing would be longer, and Niles would be shorter, and they would still wake up the same day. Like there's you're no overthinking. There, I don't think there's any multiple universes. I think that I don't know. Man. It doesn't make sense. Uh, to me. Write a fan fiction about I it. I don't care that much. <laughs> Include, Con- include Connor O'Malley as the hero. Dude, the scene where the scene where she's like, meet me in the bathroom wearing only this. He's <laughs> like, you know, like, can I wear my t-shirt? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or when, I like that. Or, or when, like, the earthquake yeah, happens. He's like, freaking out. Like, I, I sh- want to be. I should have never left the Great Lakes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I love Connor O'Malley. <laughs> or when he's like, when he like is first trying to make a move on her, is like you already tried earlier today. Why why do you think it's worth trying again? He's like yeah. you've been drinking more. Like, <laughs> yeah. You can't tell me that, man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you've been drinking more. <laughs> uh, what was I gonna say? Do you guys think you could get? I know we're kind of not talking about the movie now, but do you guys think if you got caught in a ground groundhog situation, would you be more like Sarah and wanting to go back? More like Roy and wanting to like get revenge or like however you got in here, or more like uh, more like Niles and just want to like just enjoy your moment in the day, you know? I do uh, Niles for a while. I think I think rhymed on purpose. Then I get tired. I just I think I would. Would you Would you have the integrity be integrity to be able to study quantum physics for that long? Absolutely (laughs) not. Yeah, exactly. I would just like I would. I think once I like figure out every like. Like, once I go through every possible thing, I, like, scenario I could have done, I think I'd be like... Oh, you just I'm give up at a point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That would like, be... Thanks. I think... Yeah, I'd, I'd be the same way. Yeah. I think it'd be so fun to, like, be able to relive every moment. Just because I'm kind of a perfectionist. I'd be like, yeah. oh, how did this get day go? What did I do wrong? And then just do it better the next day. <laughs> but after, like, a thousand simulations, you just get, like... <laughs> You, right, you do like the you would do like oh well, what if I what if I like ate this for breakfast instead of this and like you would do the small things and then eventually you're like what if I just crack this beer over my head in the middle of this wedding <laughs> what would they do <laughs> just get the stupid stuff Nothing. dude I love or the... it's like the one bit where the where there was a bomb in the cake yeah the bomb <laughs> in the cake and it <laughs> yeah that was amazing also like the running joke that like no one knew knows who Niles is like, who are you and he's like I'm Missy's boyfriend <laughs> when, when the when the when uh when they got in the big when uh, Sarah and I was in the big fight and then the next morning there's like her parents are, like arguing they're like I yeah. don't know where she went oh she's always thinking about herself and he's just like pouring coffee or something and he's, he's like, making a margarita or yeah, something he's, margarita. he's like you don't understand or he's like who are you again he's like I missed his boyfriend. <laughs> 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 
I love how he's wearing a Hawaiian shirt the entire movie. That's a nice Hawaiian shirt too. That's a really cool. One. You're jealous. I, 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 I bet you could find it on you Amazon. Could find any, they all look like that. That Hawaiian shirt and Brad Pitt's and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I need to find yeah. both of those. That's oddly specific. Yeah, I love those Hawaiian shirts. I love Hawaiian shirts, but those two are really cool. Sick, dude. I think the cinematography in this movie is pretty good. It's that's n- good. it's nothing like that's amazing or gonna stand out, but I love the shots. Uh, when he flipped over in the pool, yeah, and like he was sinking, and the beers were sinking too, mm-hmm. or when she's throwing them at him, yeah, when when she's throwing the beers mm-hmm. at him, I thought that was a really cool shot. That's a nice shot. And it yeah. like it wasn't something that was ne- necessary; they just put it in there, it and I think it it well. looked cool. It was colored pretty well too, I thought for the most part. Yeah, like it didn't look like a tr- like it didn't look like a Seth Rogen comedy. You no, know? <laughs> Seth Rogen comedy looks literally looks like they just filmed it and then clipped <laughs> it together and they put it out. This Long shot. Like, yeah, this one looks like they spent, like, time actually coloring and detailing it and stuff. You're right, you're right. Can you guys any more positives? Yeah, I liked when Andy Samberg was getting mad at Chunky for breaking his laptop. Mm. <laughs> Wrong movie. <laughs> what, really? Well, I should think you should leave on Netflix. We should, they should sponsor us. Yeah, that's our, that's our first I think should leave reference in a couple weeks. Yeah. Shout out Tim Robinson, friend of the program. We need to make one every week. Mm-hmm. It's a joke. I think there's um, a lot more that I like. I'm just trying to think of like uh, another is. like uh, was a uh, Niles and Roy's chemistry. Yeah. Like yeah. that night when they met was so funny. <laughs> when he was like, "Yeah, he has some cocaine," but like was not willing to share it with me. Like, he just walks him, up, like hugging in the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or how he like memorized like the name of the perfume that Sarah wears. What was his like Orchid Explosion? Like yeah, yeah, was or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's another. Just going back to, like, the detail. Mm-hmm. The small details like that are what make a movie like Groundhog Day work. Yeah. Because you can mess this movie up really badly if you don't do it right and if you ignore, like, the small things. Mm-hmm. If you just try to go for, like, the home run the entire time, like, it's it's not going to work. Like, if this was just about the love story, I'd, I don't think it would be <laughs> as good. But yeah. the fact that there's the elements of the wedding, there's the elements of... Roy and Niall's friendship. I think the little details, like the perfume, or even like his girlfriend cheating on him. Like I, I don't know. Every time he said like, "Just go cheat on me already." Like yeah, I, yeah, I love that. Funny. I love that yeah. line every time. <laughs> or when uh, when he wakes up and she's like, she's like, "Are you cheating on me?" He's like copying every word she says. Yeah. She's like, I'm like a mental. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was born a woman. <laughs> uh, that was related. <laughs> it was. Dear Andre. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. People talking at the same time. It's related enough. Kinda. And Andy Samberg. Oh, yeah! What? what do you know? T- time is a flat circle for consumerism. I would know. Any other positives before we move on to Dude, negatives? Um, consumerism. <laughs> uh, I kind of mentioned this earlier, uh, but Andy Samberg's character, Niles, had lots of understated elements about his character. It might have been the fatigue he felt for being in the loop for so long, or just that he always never wanted to leave the loop because he never wanted to confront Roy. Yeah. That's what uh, Sarah was always bugging on him to do, but he never felt like it because he felt like he wanted to stay. He wanted to stay in his comfort zone, which is staying at the wedding and just, like, dicking around and being comfortable. (laughs) If Roy comes for him, then, like, oh, well. Mm -hmm. And then I also think that also comes into play when uh, he hints at his life, like, not being that fantastic beforehand. When he was talking about, uh, yeah. oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. if you weren't here, then you just leave like everyone else does for me. Mm-hmm. And, like, you can kind of tell, like, that. Like I said, I thought Andy Samberg's performance was really good. Uh-huh. I thought he really kind of showed, like, like, like he likes staying there because his life was good. There's an underlying stuff. layer to it. There, yeah. it wasn't. I thought the five o'clock It was similar to Pete Davidson in King of Staten Island. Island. better. But it wasn't as in your face. Like, it was pretty obvious that Pete <laughs> I Davidson... I have mental problems. It was pretty obvious that, was... that the movie was about Pete Davidson's mental problems, which I think worked pretty well. Yeah. But in this movie, it was <laughs> it was more kind of on the back burner, but also, like, an important issue, How I long think. was this movie? An hour and a half? Yeah, it wasn't very long. It was, I think it was... It was 90 minutes. So, King of Staten Island, we talked about too long. I think I could have watched more of this movie. I agree. I genuinely... I want to. Say, I genuinely really like this movie. I just don't have a whole lot to say about it. I have more about. Just think of like think of scenes. Can you think of? Anything? I, no, no. I have more about. I have more to say about the actual Groundhog Day situation, like repeating a day over than I do the actual movie. That doesn't mean I didn't like the movie. I paid attention. I really like the movie. I just don't have a whole lot to say. It's a comedy. Like I don't have a whole lot to say. 
about coming I enjoyed. I like I want to watch Me. it again tonight. I was thinking about that today. Like I, I'm thinking about watching it again. Let's tonight. do it after. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of getting into negatives if we're going to be starting yeah, that off for me. I got, I got like one big one. This is my second time watching it, and it actually kind of fell a little bit flat really? the second time to me. But that was mostly just because like, I love the comedic bits, but it felt like the romantic stuff and the more serious like topics kind of just uh, fell a lot more flat and just didn't have the same impact as yeah. they did, and they really brought the pace of the movie to a halt. Mm-hmm. Except for the one with Roy at his backyard because uh, little Timmy's watering his shit. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> uh, I, I have one negative. Uh, more Connor O'Malley. Yeah. That's the only negative I have. <laughs> I, That's the one negative. I want more Connor O'Malley in everything. Every, every show needs Connor. Let's, let's get Connor you, O'Malley on an episode of Law and Order. And did you hear, watch let's get Connor O'Malley on the Turbo Team podcast. Did you hear that uh, one line he said like uh, when they were all in the... When they were all in the uh, groom's uh, room together. Yeah. <laughs> and, and when they entered, he was like, yeah, dude, once when I was in the Air Force Reserve, I ate three pizzas all by myself. <laughs> he was like, dude, you have the best stories. Like, yeah, I know. <laughs> we did get some Conor O'Malley yelling in this, too. When the, that's when the earthquake happened. That's all I ask whenever I see him. Just, just, just yell, yelling. please. Please. <laughs> Whoever doesn't catch you is a coward. Whoever doesn't catch you is a fucking coward. Fight me! Connor Fight O'Malley me. and Tim Robinson are two people that they could be screaming in my face and I just couldn't stop yelling. They're just so funny. <laughs> Mr. Pulaski and Jack Langenwalter and Junior Year AP Psych. <laughs> I just, Friends I of the I program. I too if, they, if you're just giving out A's. Yeah, my, my only negative... I, th- I think I wanted more of, like, Niles and Sarah being good friends. Mm-hmm. I thought that played out really well, but it, it really you only happened... romantic stuff? Like when they just kept doing like their joke bits. No, I, it they, it had to end, yeah. Like with romance, but I would have liked to, like I said, the movie was short. I would like to see maybe ten more minutes of them, like as friends, just doing skits and whatnot. Like I said, this is like a it's like a romance. It's like a Groundhog Day. You can do mm-hmm. anything. I want to see. I want to see more at of all. Them Yeah, this like, this would do, be like uh like actual Groundhog Day. We see Bill Murray do a ton of different mm-hmm. stuff, and I feel like we only see like Niles and. Uh, Sarah would do like a handful of things here, like a possibility. Yeah, this. Well, is they one have to those... cover like double the bases. Yeah, character wise, that's fair. This is one of those movies that would be better a little too long than a little too short. Yeah, and I, I don't think it was way too short by any means, but I don't have a good good. About yeah, it. especially for comedy. Mm-hmm. Comedies that go over an hour forty five. And w- what I like about this was because it does have the very unique ending that only like Groundhog Day has mm-hmm. it feels like an ending worth talking about yeah like almost every other comedy you you can't even really remember the ending like what happens in the ending of Pineapple Express or yeah. they escape the barn they escape the barn at the diner and like Dane Bride's like looks dead and he's just like <laughs> his ears like cut off like, oh, no, it's just, like that's most, how it ends. Checkmate, most, Jake. Most comedy yeah, endings are forgettable, and this one, like, <laughs> it's got an actual like bow on the end of the story. Like, I could have told you how the interview ended. I don't either, and we recorded that episode like eight weeks ago. Uh, the, they blow up his helicopter. Yeah, I know, but something happened. How am I out remembering you two? They end up on a boat. I don't know. Yeah, I don't care. But yeah, my was, point is proven. Wasn't good. <laughs> my point's proven. The ending yeah. was good. And that's bonus points when it's in a comedy. Do you guys want to compare Groundhog Day and Palm Springs at all? I haven't seen Groundhog Day in like ten years. Really? So how did I wouldn't Groundhog, say ten, but how, yeah. How did Groundhog Day end? It was they just like stayed up all night, wasn't it? And then it like broke the cycle. So that's the that's a dumb way to leave. I thought that's how it was. I, I don't was, remember. I'm pretty sure that's how it ended. I'm looking it up. Groundhog Day wasn't like a very like like this kind of had some sci-fi elements in it. With the well, this is the first one that had that sort of plot. Okay, one more thing. I really didn't like how they got out. I thought that was kind of oh no. Oh, it breaks the cycle because he said he tells the uh, lady that he's finally happy because he loves her. That's lame. Oh, was that like a like he needed like have, he needed oh, to have he's, like, so, super depressed and he stuff, needed to have like, self actualization. So that yeah. was like That's so that kind of ties into this movie because Sarah was like I just need to do a good deed you know and like feel better about myself and then that's what breaks it and then she wakes up the next mm-hmm. morning she's like didn't work. Yeah, you know. I thought the ending 
or not the ending, but the way they got out was very marvelly. I yeah, thought it was. <laughs> it was more just like typical third act Marvel, movie. just fitting into the plot to get out. Yeah, but also there. I mean, you have to be super creative with yeah. how to get out, and I. I can't just, think of anything off smart. the top of my head. I don't know if it was just me, but I felt like the movie kind of showed its hand a lot too. Like, like it is pre- predictable. Like, other than, like there's at one point where I was like, okay, I definitely think Andy Samberg's like been here for a while. It's like who wears a Hawaiian shirt to a wedding and drinks a beer in the middle of it? You know, <laughs> that's what threw you off. Unless he like really didn't care. <laughs> I don't know. There's like when when he was like dancing and then like he knew exactly what was gonna happen. That, that was, was like, funny. I was I don't know it was funny, but I was kind of like I think he's like kind of been here for a while. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, I'm on TV. Oh, and then when she, like the first time in the loop, she's like, "Oh, I just need to do a good deed," and he tells her sister that secret, and then her sister like cries. And I didn't do anything. I kind of tied it around when, like, he was, like, the shower started, and I was like, oh, she probably slept with, you know, a guy she's married. Oh, wow, you're smart. Being, yeah. being predictable, like, understanding it. This guy must, must watch Rick and Morty. I watch a lot of Rick and Morty. I haven't seen an episode. Clearly. Of I've never seen an episode of Rick and Morty. Nice flex. Yeah, I'm not a loser. <laughs> hey. <laughs> well, I've seen every episode of Rick and Morty, and guess who's got a girlfriend? I'm not a nerd. I'm not a nerd that... Tweets at Joe Rogan telling him that he's a loser for liking mixed martial arts and saying that video games aren't addictive. I didn't. Wait, who did? Ninja? <laughs> it's a ton of gamers. Did you not see that? I did. I saw the video. I didn't I just see didn't see if anyone specific he did. He, he had a genuine, he had a 10 year uh, video game addiction to Quake. What the hell's Quake? It's a video game. <laughs> he was like, I was it's the factory in Cedar Rapids. Yeah, in the uh, Quaker host. In the uh, in the in the last one with Hannibal Burris, he talks about how yeah how uh, he's like yeah I would like get done with interviewing and then we would just sit there and play like video games until like three four five in the morning and he's like I would like go home and play video games until the sun rose up he's like I was super addicted and I just felt like he the man has the most like has the like most well known podcast in the world and he like if he's playing video games for not not like not feeling like he accomplished anything after interviewing two three four guests a day like he does two three or four guests he does a, day. a lot of guests a day yeah. Does he do them, like, all in one day? Well, when then... you go to work, you, like, go and you do your job. He, when he goes to work, he goes and he just interviews people. Mm-hmm. He does, like, four different... Inter- he does three different interviews in one day and then takes a couple days off. Yeah, that's why, like, he'll have an episode with, like... like. And his episodes are, like, four hours long. Mm-hmm, like, three, four hours long. Yeah, he's, so he's literally just... Well, he just has conversations. He's just at the studio just talking for hours and then with guests, you know? And the studio. They, they get some pictures, he gives them some goodie bags and, you know, whatever. Thanks for the information, Alex. But like, but like, what I'm around the background was saying is like, people got mad at him. Like, why don't you go beat your head in with mixed martial arts and get you know brain confusions and stuff? And obviously, you're playing on video games, making millions on Twitch. It's Who like, said dude, that? He's not saying. Like, I just saw a lot of him. He's like, dude, he had a genuine video game addiction. He's speaking from experience. Yeah. But it's also his opinion. If you don't agree with his opinion, you don't need to like get so angry about. It. It's also fucking video games, man. Calm down, Jesus. Yeah. So enough Joe Rogan talk. I, but I do agree with his points. Mm-hmm. Do you guys have any other negatives before we get into our favorite scenes? Um, I do not. I think I just wanted to reiterate the whole uh, romantic element didn't really hang with me for the second viewing. Uh, but that's pretty minuscule because that's just for the second viewing. If you haven't seen it at least one time, I encourage you to do so. And I'm sure we'll get to that when we get to our ratings. Uh, but that, and I don't know if you guys also noticed, but they had an element like about earthquakes that they included like at the very beginning of the movie yeah it starts with an earthquake opening up to a goat and then once sarah tells her sister about the affair an earthquake happens right after she says that but that doesn't happen in any of the other days so i didn't know if they're trying to go with a message with that or if that just happened like as a bit for connor o'malley to start yelling <laughs> Should have stayed in the Great Lakes. <laughs> I, I don't know. I didn't really think of that. Did you pick that up on your second viewing? I did. Oh, I noticed it on my first viewing too, because I was watching with my mom, and I kept bringing that up. Like, shut up. <laughs> I didn't say anything. Kind of the program, Kim Neeson. Kim Neeson and her famous cookies. Don't scoff at my mom's cookies. Not, they're great cookies. <laughs> but yeah. I just thought that the earthquake thing would come up at the end, but it didn't. So I was just confused by that. Because you make my earthquake. Oh, oh you make my earthquake. Alright, this isn't the singing podcast, Ben. Alright, let's get it. You guys want to get our... I think we kind of already touched on our favorite scenes, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, mine is the backyard. 
the backyard. With I think that's Roy probably that's probably mine. That was I thought it was scene. just so. It's like kind of heartfelt. Wholesome. It was wholesome, yeah, wholesome cocainely yeah. filled, wholesome, and emotionally deep. Without, yeah, I love when he walks in the door and he's like, "Oh, it's an old friend, yeah. Niles." Yeah, Niles. <laughs> <laughs> he's cooking the salmon. Yeah, the salmon will be ready. <laughs> the just like the close up of him cutting the salmon and veggies. Yeah, it was so seems out of nowhere, mm-hmm. but. What? Also, like, wholesome at the same time. Like, oh, this guy's got, like, a real life. He's just not hunting Niles every night. Yeah. He's got, like, other stuff to do. Mm-hmm. I wish we, I wish we <laughs> got one more scene of, of Roy just as a bow hunter. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to Google that picture because it was so funny. When, he, when he's, like, in the pool and he's like, what's that smell? And then Roy lights him on fire. Yeah. <laughs> it's, that was funny. Or did, did you guys have any other favorite scenes? Or in the, the backyard, and he's like, you gotta go, you're freaking my wife out. And they look up, and she just closes the blinds. It's <laughs> funny. No, I think that was my favorite scene. Also, J.K. Simmons looks so much better with a beard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Insanely okay. better. It's less, <laughs> little less, sus. Less grumpy. <laughs> <laughs> he looks more like a like a grandpa, opposed to like... J.K. Simmons. A mean math teacher. <laughs> yeah. Mean uh, drama instructor. Yeah. I think that's I, what you were going for. No, I, I was... Going for a non-movie reference, like trying to put it into real life, Ben. Gosh, we've got a podcast Shut here. Up. Yeah, not everything is about movies, Ben. Except for this podcast, didn't it? This movie's entirely... Well, we did a fast food, like, top five last week. <laughs> hey, all, all, uh, all yeah, culture. Yeah, and, and it took my Wingstop virginity, so I think it was a success. Can Good. you rephrase that? Nope. Nope, because that's what it was. Okay. Love Wingstop. Wingstop sounds good right now. Guess we're going into ratings, huh? Yeah, I'll yeah. go. I'll give it an eight. Like I said, I really liked it. They kind of played it safe with the comedy, but I like the I like the story. I like I thought the acting was good. I thought it was a unique take on the Groundhog Day thing. Mm-hmm. Not that you know, like like as unique as you can get with the whole. And the day starts over every morning, but I liked it. Okay, yeah. Before my rating, one more thing. I loved his explanation to Sarah about like what was going on. He's like. So yesterday's today, but tomorrow's also today. When he could have just said, "Like, yeah, we're living in an endless loop." Yeah, I, I thought it was funny. You thought that was that. funny. It's comedic. Had lots of dramatic weight to it. It was very comedic. But yeah, I'll give it an eight point two five. Big decimal guy. Whoa, whoa! I, he is the decimal guy. I really group. liked it. I want to watch it again. Mm-hmm. Even though Ben does say it falls flat a little bit. I still but, think there's a lot to But enjoy. I want to catch some more of the details, and I just, I really liked Andy Sandberg's performance. Yeah, I thought it was, too. even if it wasn't good, which it was good, mm. I think that Sandberg's performance would make it rewatchable. Yeah. I thought it was, I thought it was really also, good. Also, Connor O'Malley would make it rewatchable. That's, that's true. Connor O'Malley and Hamill Burris are like on the same, same like plot. Same with, I think Tim Robinson's up there too, or like if they're in something, I want to watch it. Yeah. At least, even just if it's just like a no scene. No question. Even if it's just like the scene, I want to watch it. Replace Ed Helms with Connor O'Malley and Tag, and it's probably ten times better. Oh my god, that'd be so funny. I want to replace uh, every actor ever with Ed Helms. <laughs> <laughs> with Ed Helms, Lala Land boats. It's being John Malkovich. Uh, being Ed sequel, Helms. Being Ed Helms. Lala Land, but it's Ed Helms instead of Ryan Gosling. That'd be pretty good. And Ed Helms instead he'd of play, Emma, Emma he'd Stone. Play, he'd play banjo instead of playing piano. <laughs> ben, what what's your rating? Uh, I'm committing now to make my ratings uh, more uh, strict. I'm gonna be. Uh, you're, gonna severe a, you're gonna do a Fantano, are you? No. Uh, I'm just giving it a seven. And also, uh, I change. Uh, what was it? What did we do last week? Lala Land. No, before that. Platform. Yeah, platform. That's a six now. From uh, what'd you rate it? Seven. Yeah. I think I put a seven. I think did I have? Seven I'm moving s- it down to six, and I'm giving this a seven. I think I had a seven or six. <laughs> yeah, this is on the same level as the platform. No, no way. No it's way. on the same platform as the platform. Yeah, it was a good it's joke. a better movie than the platform, and it's like thousand times more rewatchable, which isn't exactly a high bar to me. Yeah, obviously. Okay, I, I didn't mind the platform; it just wasn't entirely. Familiar. No, I I didn't mind it, but it is one of the it's least rewatchable yeah. movies ever. <laughs> Up there with the boys in striped pajamas. <laughs> Shout out, friend of the program, Ruthie Dewey. <laughs> That got me. That was funny. Friend of the program, right, Jay? <laughs> Girlfriend of the program. Girlfriend Whoa. of the program. Whoa. Yeah, guys, it's official. She's It's been official for a while She's, now. she's dating the Turbo Team podcast. <laughs> not not the co-host of it, just the actual no, no, podcast. Not the, not the podcast, <laughs> not the podcast. 
take that back. Take that back. <laughs> Hello, this is my boyfriend at the program. The program. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Yeah, so. Is that it from the movie? Yeah, that's it for Palm Springs Girls. Palm Springs. No, it's a. Uh... It's not Palm Springs. Yes, it is. Palm Tree. Palm Tree. Oh, Palm Tree. Yeah, but we we did it to match the movie. (laughs) Pop, 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 I've only seen that skit, like, once. It's a funny one. It's got Conor O'Malley in it. Yeah, so... It's It's like, I just just need a little more time. It's in episode three, I think, which is the one I've, like, rewatched the That's the one where it's like, thanks to Laser Spine Spice, it's just like, I'm my son above my hand. There's not a goddamn thing you can do about it. Yeah. (laughs) Come here, fuck. Where's I, like, can, I can beat up my wife's new boyfriend, hug. Danny Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> I just Gosh, we always end up on I Think You Should Leave. It's the name after the so podcast. So, actually, this transitions to. into our next segment, which is Quite about perfectly. skits, but on Saturday Night Live instead mm. of I Think You Should Leave, which I honestly prefer I Think You Should Leave I would, to I, SNL. I would hope so. Anyone with taste does. Yeah. But, well, yeah, I, we're doing... Yeah, go because ahead. Because Andy Samberg has played a huge part in SNL for the betterment mm-hmm. of the last decade, I want to say. Yes. So we're going to be talking about our favorite SNL skits. Yeah. Or I guess our favorite SNL skit, and then we'll do some honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. I'll start off, and mine is Beers with Kyle Mooney and Larry David. Larry David. It mm-hmm. is. Yeah. I think Mitch showed it to me for the first time. Mitch, friend of the program. Oh, brother of brother the program. Brother of the program. Brother of the program. Brother, the program Neeson. <laughs> <laughs> That's my quadrant of the program. <laughs> yeah, but so Mitch actually saw this on YouTube and then f- told me to watch it, FaceTime me to make sure I watched it, and then watched it with me. And I do not regret it at all. It is yeah. so funny. Just the concept of it, it's making fun of like 70s sitcoms mm-hmm. with the laugh track and just with the ridiculousness of nothing. And just like. <laughs> Everything about it, Kyle Mooney playing, uh, or just riding the bike. I don't know. Yeah. Well, Everything about it's funny, and Larry David's character, like his cousin Mario. He, you want yeah, Mario? Cousin, cousin Mario when he, when he when he walks in and he's drinking beer, and then he's like, hey, "Snack time for Mario." Yeah, yeah. What are you doing? Oh, who cares? Throws the stool. <laughs> <laughs> And then the transitions in between clips with, like, the dinosaur outside the White House. Yeah. <laughs> the dog licking the ice cream out of the little girl's ice cream cone. <laughs> Just, like, everything about that is peak. It's, like, peak skit Peak comedy. Kyle Mooney. Yeah. Peak Kyle Mooney is good neighbor stuff. Speaking of Kyle Mooney and Beck Bennett, they uh, I don't know if they're on. Uh, Tim Robinson, if you're listening, get Kyle Mooney and Beck Bennett on season two if I think you should leave. Oh, my gosh. Kyle Mooney, Tim <laughs> Robinson, Beck Bennett, and Connor O'Malley, I think I'd laugh harder than I'd ever laugh watching you'd that never, skit. You'd never stop laughing. What would be the dynamics for that skit? It'd just be just... I think you just have to have just them be themselves. Just yeah. Tim Robinson just be, like, outrageously <laughs> and think he's in the right out of something just completely <laughs> They're wrong. just, like, in two separate corners. And Connor O'Malley... Tim and Connor just screaming, and <laughs> Beck and Kyle and the other just like awkwardly playing off of it. Yeah, just, I think I think it has to be Tim Robinson just with a ridiculous idea that he think is right and it's like very sour about. Get to have Connor O'Malley getting mad and screaming about something, and just have Beck and Kyle be Beck and Kyle, you know? Yeah, that's all you need. One for you. Five, Five for, for me. me. And then when Kyle Mooney just like shakes his head and then <laughs> does the laugh track and then the transition, it's just like. It's perfect. They have several. They have like four or five of that type of uh, show. Like the house. Where it's like, not necessarily a house, but like that same like 90s sitcom that's very corny. Yeah. They have like five of those. I think this was the first one though, but it's clearly the best one. There's the other one where they're in the backyard racing. cars. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That one's good. Uh, This is probably the the race is probably in that same, I would think. It's not. It's different. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. <laughs> uh, do you like the house skits? Have you seen those? I don't think so. It's just like, like you a, know what Big Brother is? The, it's a parody of Big Brother show. The CBS sitcom. Oh, yeah. Or like that sitcom, sitcom, but like reality show. Mm-hmm. It's like that. It's like like the first one's like Chris Hemsworth, Kyle, and Beck. And Beck's like... Uh, and Kyle and Beck are like watching TV, and Kyle is like, "Hey, I think I'm gonna take it like, order takeout tonight. Would you want to like join in?" And Beck's like, "Yeah, I'd love takeout." And Kyle's like, "Cool, I'm gonna go find a menu." And Kyle goes to find a menu, and then uh, 
and then Chris Hemsworth comes in. He's like, hey, I think I'm going to make dinner. Do you want to make dinner with me tonight? And Beck was, and then cuts to Beck. He's like, whoa, I don't know what to do here, man. It's just them, like, overreacting over, like, the smallest things. What's the one where they all start dancing, like, synchronized? Can you be more specific than yeah. that? I don't know. I, don't, I just remember seeing it once and thinking it was funny. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll think. Okay, if you, had to, if you had to rank, I think you should leave Good Neighbor Times and SNL. How would you rank them? In that order. That order, yeah. I think, yeah, Tim. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Uh, what's your skit? Oh, uh, the office potty. I, I had the idea <laughs> for this. Was it last week? You had the idea for the office potty? It was, I think it was during the platform because we were just like thinking, what? just like what to like a random, because we, we were having trouble coming up with like a last like segment. And I was just like, what if we just do like something yeah. not really in like a, our favorite SNL skit or something. And then we decided to postpone it till this week because we were watching Palm Springs. But the office party with Bill Hader and Beck Bennett and Kyle Mooney. And then the one guy that kind of looks like Kanye West of Kanye West gained a lot of weight. Keenan uh, Thompson? No, it wasn't Keenan. It was like that. <laughs> it was it was the one. It was the one black guy they had on. He was only on for like two or three seasons. Yeah. He wasn't. Okay. I don't think he's on anymore. But like, like the idea of just like overly like sized office supplies and they're just disguised as toilets. But when uh, guess I like a lot of light. Yeah, when when it comes in and Kyle's like, "Why do you got so many lamps on your desk?" and Beck Ben's just like, "I guess I like a lot of light." <laughs> he's got like six lamps on his desk. <laughs> Smells like shit. And you're just delivering it in such like the commercial way. And he's just like so just, casually. Like, thanks, like, office party. He's like, guess I like a lot of light. He's like, I save so much time thanks to the office party. <laughs> oh, he's like, it smells so in here. here. <laughs> he's I go to the bathroom down the hall. He's like, well, I don't know. I go to the bathroom all the way down the hall. So. <laughs> No, the guy comes to the black guy because he's like, oh, hell no. <laughs> he's like, dude, is there these lamps? Oh, hell no. There's definitely something wrong with these lamps. <laughs> they tell Bill Hader and Bill Hader's like, Jonathan's people have been complaining about the lamps and Beck Bennett like closes the door and it's like, I don't know. I go to the bathroom all the way down the hall. <laughs> he's like, opens up the lamps. He's like, Jonathan, get rid of the lamps immediately. <laughs> And then, like, they get, like, the over... You can't really explain it. You just have to watch it. Like, the that's over- what, that's yeah. what a lot of skits are like. Yeah. You can't oh, really explain yeah. skits. You just have to mm-hmm. watch them. But the oversized... The oversized stapler. <laughs> the <laughs> the tape dispenser. He's <laughs> like... Guess it's I like huge. a lot of tape. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he opens it up. It's like, it's like I shoot in the office supplies again. It's like, get rid of these. He goes to carry them out and spills it oh, all yeah. over the floor. <laughs> but the funniest part besides, I think, a lot of light. And he's like, what have you been doing all day? He's like, I don't know. What are we spending too much doing? Time. I've been spending so much time going to the bathroom. <laughs> I don't know. I just kind of gave away the whole skit, but you gotta watch it. It's yeah, it's so funny. It's it's. I don't think. Wait, I don't think any of you guys were there. But senior year, we used to eat lunch in the East Gym. No, I was there. You were there, and I, I was, was gonna bring it up. That's where I watched it for the first. Really? time. Really? I saw it, and I was like, I have to show everybody this video, and I showed it to you guys. I just remember hysterically laughing for like ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, I we can imagine. Down the hall. <laughs> ben, what's your favorite? Okay, I had a little bit of a three-way tie going. So I'm just kind of reffing some that ben, way. Ben always has, like, the most when we only have, like, one or two. And then, and then we vice have, like, versa. And then we have lists, Ben only has, like, one or two. That's what happens when I get to pick this uh, segments and you guys get to pick the segments. I pick the segment. I pick the right, Go ahead, I pick Shut up. Uh, uh, number three was uh, Devil Can't Write No Love Songs. Uh, this was a Will Ferrell skit. Alex, you'll love it. Yeah, I love Will Ferrell. <laughs> but, like, the premise is just that this uh, guy is trying to become a rock star, so he signs his uh, soul away to the devil for a number one hit. But the devil just, like, writes awful songs. <laughs> <laughs> like, the songs, like, aren't good. The lyrics make no sense. And then he, like, keeps tuning it, saying that, like, the guitar's out of tune, and that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> It's all in the delivery, and it's just, like, really funny. Um, number two, I had uh, Buckwheat Sings. <laughs> I had a... Okay, I'm cheating. In the three-way tie, there's also a two-way tie between my two favorite Eddie Murphy skits, which are his uh, Mr. Robinson's Neighborhood. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> or it's Mr. Robinson in the ghetto, and he's teaching the kids how to spell out the word scum bucket. <laughs> <laughs> 
the new he's, one on his return to SNL was really funny. Dude. And he's ex- explaining how to avoid alimony payments. <laughs> like and then also uh, his impression of buckwheat, <laughs> or buckwheat sings, and just dyslexic as hell. You have no <laughs> idea what he's saying. Kind of like uh, Charlie on that one episode where he's like. Uh, when he's reading the campaign speech. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, and then think they follow it up with, like, a ten-minute sequel where it, like, uh, mimics perfectly. It's not like the JFK shooting. It's oh, like my some, God. It's, like, some very serious political shooting, but they have it as, like, a newsreel. It's like, <laughs> everybody, to your attention. Like, everybody, we need your attention. Buckwheat has been shot. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, they just show the replay and keep emphasizing that Buckwheat has been shot and how important <laughs> that is for the America. Like, for buckwheat. five minutes. And it's amazing. <laughs> and then, uh, number one, this killed me the first time I watched it. Uh, it was another Andy Samberg skit. It was The Shooting, a.k.a. Dear Sister. Okay, yep, yep. <laughs> I think I think that's probably the greatest SNL it's skit of all time. It's kind of overplayed now. Yeah. But when that came out, or at least when I first saw that, I was amazed by how funny it was. I, I, I wasn't going to say that one because I thought, I personally, I think it laughed harder at The Office Potty. But that's probably, like if I had to say like the greatest skit of all time in that SNL, I would pick Dear That's Sister. the greatest skit of all time for you? I think Carson Wonkers has a really good video yeah, on that. It, yeah. So if you check out Carson Runquist's video on it, because it's really, like, it's kind of a joke, but he also, like, kind of takes it seriously. But. Yeah, he, like, delves into, like, the viral video nature yeah. of the internet at that time. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing's just a spoof off the, o- like, an OC episode. Yeah. Which, the OC sucks, but. <laughs> but, yeah. So, uh, speaking, of, say? speaking of skits, we're not going to talk about it, but Mr. Show. Have you ever seen Mr. Show, Alex? I've heard, definitely heard of it. It's so funny. Oh, wait, who's the host of it? Isn't it Kroll? No, it was in the it's 90s. It's uh, Bob Odenkirk. Bob Odenkirk, yep, that's, and, yep, uh, yep. And uh, Tobias Funke. Mm-hmm. This isn't yeah, I did. Yeah, I've heard, live, I've heard of Mr. Show. 24 is the highest number is, like, in my top. I, I've seen 24 as high as the numbers. That's, that's <laughs> and funny. And also, uh, You two dolls go run along. <laughs> and also, uh, uh, I'm strong as the Hulk. Yeah, that one and the Adams song. Special at uh, parents. Mm. <laughs> Jeez. That's the premise of the skit. <laughs> There's another one called Adams Song, and they. Whoa, Ben. They Sorry. are mocking, like, Metallica. And this kid is in the hospital. He just got dropped into a bin of acid. And his body's, like, burnt to shreds, and it's just his head. And he's like. I love Titanica! <laughs> and then Titanica comes and is like, oh yeah, we can give you backstage passes. And he's like getting all excited. Like, I love Titanica! Can you guys write a song about me? And then... They do. And then they write a song about it. Because he, so he tried killing himself by jumping into acid and it was called Try Again. In parentheses, Adam's song, which is a reference yeah. to Blink-182. Blink Super dark, but yeah, it's a funny show that I need to watch more of. It's crazy how Bob Odenkirk went from like that to like Better Call Saul, which is like pretty yeah. dark. You know? Yeah, he kind of did a 180 as an actor, didn't he? He kind of only does really serious stuff now. <laughs> kind of like Steve Carell. I call him a TikTok because he did a 180. What? Okay, moving on. That was worthy of five <laughs> seconds of silence. Yep, moving on. Uh, so yeah, moving on to our what we watched in July. July. We yeah. will have an episode out for you on Friday, also. A little special episode with guest John Aldridge, who mm-hmm. shaved his beard. Did you I see saw that? that. Yeah. I did see that. He's got a strong John line. Yeah, <laughs> John line. <laughs> but yeah, we're going to be reviewing my favorite show of all time, The Simpsons. We're going to be going super in depth on favorite episodes, quotes, characters. So stay tuned for that. But in the meantime, Alex is going to be getting surgery on his nose. Old schnoz. Yeah. Finally, be able to breathe out of my left nostril. I'm excited. Ooh. So, Alex, what did you watch in? the month of july so i just wrote down as they came to me so some of the a lot of these are i watched more i think i think it was like may june or may i didn't like hardly watch anything i watched like quite a bit this month uh palm springs obviously which we just reviewed the platform which we did last week i started new girl again for the second time ben makes fun of me for it but i think it's like Uh, one of the more solid comedy first off it's got like a 96 on Rotten tomatoes so so, like, no, sh- like that's really good for it, especially a show that went seven seasons. That's really good. Okay, I think there's a little bit of everything in for someone. I think J- uh, 
Jake Johnson's character, a uh, Nick's hilarious. I do like Jake Johnson. He's really funny in it. You'd like it. I I wanted I want wanted more of him. Zoe Deschanel kind of gets annoying at times, but for the most part, her character's fine. It's a really good show. I'm enjoying it. It's, like I said, it's my second time watching it. So uh, I watched La La Land and Zodiac, which we reviewed, and then I watched a movie which. T- tears me apart every time I watched it. I watched 500 Days of Summer. Wow. Starring Zoe Deschanel again. Big Smiths and, fan. Uh, do, I do like the Smiths. And uh, uh, Robin, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. So it, it's it's a good movie. It destroys me every time. I have a lot of hot takes on it, but I will save that for another day. Uh, I watched 21 and Over. At, at the lake, we watched Big Time Adolescence, 21 and Over, and Love, and that's all I'm going to say on those three. Not everyone was watching 21 and Over when I put it on. Oh, I remember it. Jeff Chang. <laughs> Jeff Chang. It's got Jeff Miles Chang. Teller, Jeff Chang, and then that one guy that kind of looks like every guy, you know? The guy that's in a, I don't know. That he he kind of looks like a dykey. He's in a, he does kind of uh, look like a dykey. Isn't he in a Pitch Perfect, that guy? He is in Pitch Perfect, yeah. There you go, Pitch Perfect yeah. guy. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, but those are those are good movies, and that, uh, Big Time Adolescence was good, and I watched Love. So not all of it. Didn't really pay that much attention. Why but not? The viewers can find out themselves. All right, what else did you watch? Okay, <laughs> the, I watched uh, Miami Nights, the Hannibal Burst stand-up special on YouTube, which I think is kind of. Um, do you know who Mark Norman is? He's another comedian. Mark Norman is. Mark Norman. <laughs> Do you know who he is? No. He kind of he kind of runs in the circle with like Crystalia and Bert, or not Crystalia because he's canceled now. But like, <laughs> but like, I hope he doesn't yeah, run in the circle. But like, like uh, Brendan Schaub, Joe. Too Ro- much running going on there. Brendan Schaub, Joe Rogan, like that kind of circle. He's kind of like he's kind of in it, but not at the same time. Yeah, but uh, he, him, and Hamble Burst both put out like hour and a half long specials on YouTube and. I watched Hamble Burst. I thought it was funny. It wasn't my favorite stand-up of his, but I thought the ending where he was just, like, shooting on that cop for, like, 20 minutes was hilarious. Uh, <laughs> so it was, it, was, it was a good special, but I, it wasn't my favorite of his. And then I watched... I started... I haven't finished it yet. I started this the other day. Down to Earth with Zac Efron, which is... Uh, I think it's like a, either seven or ten parts, somewhere between seven and ten episodes I've on Netflix. I've watched like three of them so far, and I really enjoyed it's it. It's really, really good. Zac Efron is... I've always liked Zac Efron. <laughs> like genuinely, I think he's always seemed like, a, yeah, I wish like he seems like a nice guy and he, he definitely like in the movie, <laughs> in the movie you or in the show, you kind of see, shut up. I hate you. I hate you. I hate you so much. I hate you so much. I hate you so much. But in the movie, like you can, you gotta, you see a different side of him. Cause you used to like, when you think of Zach Efron, you used to think of like the dude that was like shredded. Like he just why I kind of played. He was never serious. in pitch perfect. He was in, he was in the Baywatch. Old, the original in, Pitch Perfect. He wasn't in it. Yeah, I know. He was in a musical. He, he was in a movie. He was in uh, Neighbors with Seth Rogen. What are you talking about Pitch Perfect then? <laughs> I was calling it the original. <laughs> I was saying the original Pitch Perfect. That's too High School Musical. Oh, High School Musical. Why didn't you just say High School that's Musical? Because that's what references. I said in the first And we had a High School Musical reference last week when Doug was on. That's yep. it. We're watching Glee for the next podcast. All right, I'm going to ignore Ben. But uh, it's cool seeing it because... Like he's he's like you've seen kind of a different side of him, and he he seems like definitely like when he was that super jack guy, he wasn't like entirely happy, you know. And it's really cool seeing him. It's been, like the stuff they do talk about is really interesting too. Like the first episode, they're going in Iceland and seeing how Iceland basically like has a zero global foot like carbon footprint. Yeah. And here's how they deal with it. They like. There's like natural like I don't think it's water. It's like volcanic like a volcanic uh, energy heaters. heaters. They use that to heat like Steam the whole country power. and power everything. It's really really interesting. And then episode two about France and just like water. Water. I was like, oh, this is gonna be boring. But I was like, like the, when they were taste testing the water and the guy was like, the guy was like, purified water is actually worse for you than like natural water because purified water it gets rid of all the minerals in it and your body needs the minerals and water. So when you drink purified water, your body is compens- taking minerals. Minerals already, yeah. So you're like, you're like, while you are hydrating, you're like, the minerals you need are like diminishing because they need to like mineralize a purified water. It was super interesting. Did that episode make you want to start using uh, uh, reusable water bottles? It didn't. Why? I don't know. It did make me want to read like more about the water. Like, I think like Fiji water is like good for you while it is like five bucks Ple- for a bottle of water. Just in general, start using reusable water bottles. Oh, yeah. It, oh, yeah, but. I, you don't I, though. Not when I'm at home. When I'm at college, I do. Why are you doing? Why aren't you at home? Because I don't want to. I don't want to drink from the tap. 
Really? Why not? I don't know. I just I don't like tap water. I love Indian all tap, tap water. water I don't the, live in Indian tap water. Tap water is the point that guy was making with uh, minerals. No, but we get that's better. different. Alex, out in the country, we get better tap water than in the city. Oh, I don't know. Anyway, but that no, that's not what he was saying. He said our tap water here is different from their tap water. Well, here. I know that uh, their I'm tap water there is way better for you than our tap. I don't. I don't think tap water here is that good for you because it's stored. Like there's some it's some something with the way it's stored. Like there's a stored like I, natural. I port. watched the episode. Like, I know it. how they did it. Ours is stored like underneath in like gross, like moldy and musty places. So our tap water isn't here. Isn't that good for you? The more you know. Anyway, the Zac Efron back on the Zac Efron. It's really interesting, and I, I can't wait to finish it. And I I highly suggest everyone check it out. Number one because it's interesting seeing a different view of Zac Efron, but number two figuring out different ways and better ways to live your life. You know. So. Yeah. Uh, Jake, would you watch? So I watched. Zodiac to start out the month, episode 12, I think, maybe 11 of the Turbo Team podcast. You already said that. Well, I forgot that was a long time ago. I watched War Dogs with Jonah Hill, Miles Teller. I thought it was really good. It was a good movie. I think it's funny. Jonah Hill's really good. (laughs) Every time Jonah Hill makes the... I just died laughing. When he pretends to be Jewish. Oh, yeah. That was so funny. I watched Big Time Adolescence and 21 Over at the Lake. I did not watch Love. I was, I don't know, I was on the boat or something. Busy doing other things with your time. Watched La La Land. Just an incredible movie. That's all I got to say about that. And then, so (laughs) on the way up to Church Camp in Silver Birch, which is where I was, or Church Camp in Wisconsin at Silver Birch. That's where we had a week off. Oh, great. We had a nine-hour bus ride where we watched movies and my boss, Mike Eilers, was lovely enough to choose some incredible movies. So the best one we watched was The Avengers. Basic. Well, it, it didn't really have much to beat. The other, like, alright movie was Captain America and Kung Fu Panda. Oh, oh we gosh. also watched The Lego Movie, Despicable Me, Why? and Charlie and the <laughs> Chocolate Factory. The Johnny Depp one. Oh. <laughs> Ben's having, an, Ben's having an aneurysm. Granted, right? I've been on those bus rides. They're awful. <laughs> granted, I did not actually watch any of the movies, but they were on, and I watched at least five minutes of all of them. You were exposed to them. That's I was bad listen- enough. I was listening to Pardon My Take the entire time. <laughs> great, great podcast. Yeah. it's. I would say it's the second best podcast behind, behind the, the Turbo, Turbo Team. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and, and then once I got home, I watched The Platform episode... 14. That was, that was a real palate cleanser for you, wasn't it? Yeah. that. I mean, it inspired our Wingstop trip, so it was worth it, I guess. Mm-hmm. I watched a Jerry Maguire. Uh, How was that? I never what? Seen it. it was good. With Ruthie? No, my mom. <laughs> it was... Girlfriend oh. of the program, Ruthie. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking of Lizzie McGuire. No, no, Jerry <laughs> Maguire. <laughs> the <laughs> Disney <laughs> show? Hillary Duff? It's a Tom Cruise movie where he's a sports agent. Yeah, and he can't quit somebody. Yeah, it's good. Really long, though. Like, way too long. I watched Palm Springs and Snatch. Snatch was a Brad Pitt film. It had, like, three different... There wasn't even, like, one plot. It was, like, three different plots going on at the same time in three different countries. It was good, but I think I need to rewatch it. Mm -hmm. Just because there's a lot going on. And next time I watch it, I'm going to watch it with subtitles. Because, like, the accents in it... The... Especially the British ones. I understood the Russian accents better than the British accents, but there were some times where they'd just say a line and I don't know what they said. <laughs> it's Tuesday, isn't it? Oh, that was a Guy Ritchie film. Yeah. It was good. Oh, Guy Ritchie. Yes. yes. Memento. No. That's Guy Ritchie, isn't it? No, it isn't. Guy Ritchie that was is a guy, director. It's Guy Pierce, isn't it? Uh, guy Ritchie, he also directed The Gentleman, which came out earlier. Yeah. Wait, no, it came out December yeah, you liked year, that, or January you? this year. I really liked it. It was really good. Guy Pierce's memento. But right? anyways, Snatch was recommended from friend of the program, Nate Houston. Friend of the program. Okay. His name is Guy Pierce. Ben, what did you watch? Oh, boy. Guy Fury. I also watched Big Time Adolescence and 21 and Over at the Lake, but I have more things to say about them than you do. I forgot one. Uh, Big Time Adolescence was actually a really good film. I, I need to watch the whole thing because I missed like the last 20 minutes. I enjoyed it even more than King of Staten Island. Just because it's it... different. I don't, yes, think you can, it I don't think you can compare them. Also, Pete Davidson plays Pete Davidson in it. So mm-hmm. Yeah, but his character's 
his character has more depth while saying way less than uh, Pete's character in Staten Island did. We talked about. I don't think Pete Davidson we, had like that many lines in King of Staten Island. What are you talking about? We talked about that on the pod. I felt like he'd never like initiate like his whole dialogue was just people talking to him and him responding. It was like, oh, there's the guy who whose dad died. He's like, yeah, I have mental problems. Yeah, I don't have fond memories of that movie anymore. That's Pete Davidson though. He plays the same guy in every character. Yeah, I know, but it's just the way they read it. Any wrote it, anyways. But <laughs> I enjoy Big Time Adolescence it's because it's a coming of age film, in which a third of the movie is just Pete Davidson just being himself. And I could watch that all day long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, just the line delivery was like, yeah, man. So you're like grounded for like a month or more. Like, <laughs> yeah, my parents are super pissed at me. I don't know what I'm going to do. It's like, yeah, my day was kind of crazy, too. It was like, oh, yeah, what happened? I got a foot massager, dude. It's sick. <laughs> 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 like, I, I love that line so much. Uh, we also watched 21 and Over. I wasn't expecting a whole lot. For Jeff this, Chang. the first time I watched this when my brother put it on, but I really enjoy it. The first half it's, is it's, really funny. It's I, the, you guys really like that movie? We do. I thought I thought you liked it ironically. I did not like the movie at all. No, I, thought I liked stu- it. I thought it was stupid. You weren't listening well enough. I was listening. Jeff Chang just like passes Jeff out, Chang, and I just got to carry Jeff, Jeff Chang, Chang around. Miles Teller. I like Miles Teller. Miles but Teller's just, character in that was really funny. Yeah. I, I hated that other character, the third one. Not Jeff Chang or Miles <laughs> Teller, but the, Dude, the they, Pitch Perfect guy. They break break into a sorority thing. Yeah, I know. It's the, like this one sorority, but then they keep reading the names on the doors, and it just gets like more and more like hardcore, illiterately... <laughs> Uh, Hispanic, and yeah. I was like, dude, what sorority are we in? And then, like, when they're getting chased, and he comes back outside, he's like, and they're escaping. Uh, they find a safe house. She's like, oh, thank God you're white. And she's like, what? <laughs> 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 just like little, like, one off, like, tiny little remarks that I just love and, like, that make the movie for me. Uh, I also watched The Raid 2. I talked about it a little bit earlier uh, for my favorite foreign films uh, segment. But it's just a very good action film. Uh, even if you're not into foreign films, but you enjoy action, whether it's like a Captain America movie or, I don't know, anything a little bit more nuanced than that, uh, I really recommend the Raid movies. Even though you have to read subtitles, it's definitely worth it. Uh, I finished season two of Rami. Uh, Mahershala Ali play, uh, is in the season. Ooh. Yes. He plays a... It's not a rabbi. It's a shake. Marshall the rabbi. Yeah. Nice. He plays a shake, and it's a very stoic character, but adds a lot of gravity uh, to that season, especially when Rami's actions uh, reach full fruition in the final episode, which is just crushing. And I don't know how they're going to continue on with the next season, just with the fallout of his decision in that final episode. And then I also rewatched Prisoners last night. I need to watch that again. I found out it was on HBO, and now I need to watch it. I'll probably watch yeah. it on quarantine. <laughs> uh, I watched it last night. Uh, it's a great watch. Hugh Jackman has a great performance in it. So does Paul Dano. Everybody has a great performance As in that Alex movie. Jones. <laughs> oh, wait, his name is Alex Which Jones. Which is amazing that his name is Alex Jones. I forgot Jones about this. that. I think I think they did that on purpose. They made a point to... No, I don't think Alex Jones was relevant when they made that movie. I don't know. They said he had an IQ of a 10-year-old, and his name is Alex Jones. Coincidence? I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. there is a coincidence. <laughs> but, yeah, it's a very dark film. It's something that kind of just, like... It's along the lines of Zodiac, and that it's very dark in that same sort of tone, and it has a just... I don't know... It's a dark thriller mystery uh, with kidnapping kids. Not a light topic, but they definitely make it very gripping and entertaining. Yeah, please don't kidnap kids. (laughs) The Turbo Team Podcast. (laughs) Quote us on that. It's going to be on, we're going to sell two shirts. I survived the Turbo Team Podcast and please don't steal kids. (laughs) (laughs) All I can think of is uh, Summit Ice. (laughs) Seven million Jews died in the Holocaust. Summit ice. (laughs) (laughs) Did you see? Did you see the list on Twitter today? That was choose two and the other seven. Well, yeah, I saw. I saw your tweet. Yeah, (laughs) twelve Nathan Fielders. (laughs) Mm, Toasty. 
<laughs> Solomon. And yeah, to wrap it up, uh, community. It's something I always touch on, watch an episode or two, at least a week. Just something that you can always yeah. touch down and watch. You've got to watch Community. No, just kidding. I'll probably watch it. I got to quarantine for three days, and I'll there you go. Dude, I watched the first three episodes in less, or the first three, three episodes. <laughs> I watched the first three <laughs> seasons in less than a week. <laughs> I just couldn't finish it. I watched the first three seasons, which are all like twenty-four episodes in less than a week. Really? Yeah. I'll, I'll check it out. It's so good. I'm busy. Just kidding. I'll watch it. But, yeah, that'll do it for this week's episode of the Turbo Team Podcast. We went a little long this yeah. week, which there's nothing wrong with that. Also, I'm very tired. Yeah, Alex, everybody, everybody Alex was up hiking all day. I was hiking for four hours today. Shout out Pikes Peak, favorite place in the state of Iowa. Beautiful up there. That and the National Balloon Museum. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, okay. So I'll just tell the story on the podcast because it was funny. So we were on their way up there, and I, they're like, so you really like this place, huh? And I was like, it's my favorite place in the state of Iowa. And, uh, and I was like, <laughs> and Isaac was like, yeah, mine's Jethro's. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'm laughing at that quote or L.A. Clippers power forward Blake Griffin makes a slam dunk for Holocaust awareness <laughs> <laughs> while wearing Summit Ice. Oh, God. Yeah, well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Turbo Team Podcast. Be on the lookout Friday morning for our Simpsons extravaganza with John Aldridge. Thanks again for listening, and have a good week. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the Turbo Team Podcast. Our social medias are linked in the bio. Follow us on Twitter at the Turbo Team Pod. You can listen to all episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any other platform where podcasts are listened to. Thank you for listening.